0: I rounded first, never thought of the worst As I studied the shortstop's position Cracked with my leg like a shell of an egg Someone call a decent physician
1: Here we go again. More Dom Day tales to be told tonight. Welcome to episode 24. I'm your host, Justin, and as always, I'm joined by my esteemed co hosts the Corralers of Cocktails, the Swamis of Socializing, Donnie, Babe, and Cote. We're joined by our world-famous executive producer, Dizzy Patterson, who spent much of the last week fielding calls from ESPN, TSN, and many other major sports networks for the right to this podcast. Tonight, we look forward to picking up with where, where we left off with 42-year man, Casey Patterson, Let's hop right into the discussion. For those who don't know, lacrosse was a central part in the lives of many Dom Dayers growing up in Rexdale. Casey and Donnie were prime examples of that. In fact, the lacrosse friendships in many ways were one of the many core groups that helped originate Dom Day. Donnie, I'm going to start with you. Take us back to your early lacrosse days and how that formed your friendship with Casey.
2: Yeah, so, you know, when I I first met Case, I was... uh we we had the distinction of playing together on a house league team with uh for the legendary Hank Duckett who was our coach um for uh Garrett manufacturing and so uh, case was green a, sweaters yeah green and white <laughs> and case was a uh, was a second year and i was a first year and that was my first time meeting case and uh we kind of hit it off right away and uh Just, just for whatever reason, and then as, and that that team was just it was a house league team, and uh, but Hank was great. He was a great guy. I mean, uh, he was a super coach, and he did a really good job of, of bonding the team together. And and remember, one time he took us over to, that there used to be a restaurant over by uh,
3: Bellfield. Bellfield, right? It was and twenty seven, yeah.
2: Bellfield, Bellfield Tavern or Bellfield. uh, I think that was it. Yeah, yeah. I think that was it
3: and he took yeah, us over we there got and, pictures of
2: that yeah and he, he t- took and he, pictures yeah. and he we brought our uniforms and he took pictures outside the, the restaurant and then he bought us you know lemon meringue pie or something i don't know what that <laughs> was but, but he was just a great guy you know and uh and uh it was you know the, the start of uh something big and then as we aged uh uh every other year we sort of played uh with or against each other and then you know when we got the junior like i mean case was a big he was one of the big big stars you know case was one (laughs) of the big stars and uh and then i came up uh behind him and and you know uh i didn't make i didn't make the junior A team uh right away i mean case case did and uh you know i i played junior c for for two years. And then finally he got to play with case. And then, you know, it was sort of like here, here I was playing with my idol, you know, and, uh, and then we played three years or two years together, um, of junior with, uh, and again, under another somewhat legendary coach.
3: (laughs) We got another free meal out of that. Right. (laughs) And we remember that one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we 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 uh we just we we had so much fun, and we and we worked hard. Like case, honestly, case was the hardest working guy ever I've ever seen on lacrosse field or 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 box. I mean, he was just unbelievable. Case, case used to, and this you know it's 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 sort of weird, but he, he would work so hard in practice or games that he would throw up, right? But then he felt better. So he would work his butt off. And this, I'm talking about every game or every practice. He would work so hard, run as and then he would throw up all over the place on the on the bench or you know, and then he was good to go, right, Case? I mean it was sort of your, oh, yeah, your
3: yeah. it was sort of yeah. your
2: plateau that you got to. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
3: and, that's and true. I, yeah. I, I, ne- I never I, saw, I'd like to throw in that I would place. Uh, garbage tins yeah. in certain spots because <laughs> so that when i grew up it wasn't just on the yeah. floor or on the bench or something it but was he he was
2: he, he was our captain and uh a great leader and uh you know everybody sort of followed uh in case's lead you know and uh and we had one really good team uh like really good in uh cases last year um that we literally we we could have we could have won the Minto cup. I mean, we were, we were that good. And we just, uh, we fell short in a semifinal series and, uh, and, uh, but we had some great times and then that led to all sorts of shenanigans, uh, was really, a, you know, Case and I started to do like he was saying in his room, a lot of, a lot of stuff went down. Creativity was, was, there was no shortage of creativity and we just, we just kept bouncing things off each other and we would just, and I, one of the other podcasts, I was talking about the fake out, letters you know and uh so this you know things like that and and the other stories that hopefully we can get case to shed some more light on too but the ball hockey on the 409 and and uh you know all these things just kept coming up and up and the songs you know case would get his guitar out and just start strumming and and we we'd come up with a song about dumpkey or, or sid or, or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chuck. And yeah but lacrosse uh, case was uh Case was unbelievable. He was, he was, I've never seen a harder working guy and he was an unbelievable leader. And, uh, the guys just rallied around him. He, he was, he was unbelievable. And he was, a, he was the guy that just everybody wanted to, wanted to, and for myself, I, well, I wasn't exactly known for running, but, but case motive motivated yeah. me. I mean, really, he, you know, cause it was one of those things and they talk about it all the time. You hear it a lot in the NHL where it makes players better you just, you just felt that if you were, if there's a guy running his butt off and then puking, if you're not, if you're not running or whatever, you know, so sort of motivated motivated me a little in that. Not, 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 not as good as case, but uh, anyhow, that's sort of the lacrosse side
4: from me. quick question, quick question to, to both of you guys. So uh, of the guys that have played Dom day, how many like like you got guys like Nisgan and, and and that like how many how many guys could you net would there be a ten guys that played on that junior team that when you guys were involved?
3: Wow yeah,
4: Jed yeah.
3: Jed was Jed. one of them. There'd probably yeah. be about yeah. Jed yeah, Dumpy. Sid. Yep yep. Schwepper. Dink. Dink. Schwepper Schwepper yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah
2: check good old Peck. Schwepper Pick Mike yeah. Pickle Pick. yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah, lots of but other guys that were you know older and younger too, right? Because yeah. then you got you got yeah. Tex and Fergie and and uh, Dennis Brook and you know Danny Danny Walker yeah. that group, right?
5: That's right, yeah,
4: yeah. And then Chevy's so, age group too, right? As they yeah, Chevy,
5: yeah.
4: yeah, Ronnie Ronnie Renee.
3: Yeah, no, really. Ronnie, running. <laughs> yep.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Woo!
0: Hi, how are you? Uh, Huffy?
4: Was Huffy?
3: Yeah, Huffy. Oh, no, uh, Huffy
4: didn't play. No, that's right. Yeah. yeah. They did. Really? Wow. Yeah. really? Yep.
3: Wow. Yep. Yep. Huff played rugby, too. So,
4: yeah. <laughs> and I was a ballerina, too. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the uh, actually, one of the bo- real bonding moments for Donnie and I. We played with Hank Duck and it was really neat when we went to the, uh, the, uh, uh Belfield, uh, Tavern, there was another guy with us. Do you remember him, Donnie? God, um, there was the three of us. Um, I think I was the captain of that team. You were the assistant and he was the other assistant. And I, I believe his name was Steve was- Clark. Oh yeah. Steve Clark. Okay. Um, so I mean, and it was great What everything you said about Hank, like he was genuinely dedicated to trying to develop a good team and make us enjoy it and work hard at it. Um, Hank was fantastic. Um, but the real bonding came when I, I went over to my, my, my place, um, and it's better known as Rexdale Park, um, where they had an outdoor rink. And damned if someone wasn't in there. I went over there a day, and there was some guy in there. And traditionally, you'll see a guy in there, and they're they're there and they're gone. And uh, so happened to be Donnie's in there this time. And I thought, who's this asshole? Yeah. oh Donnie, yeah, how are you? You know, and uh, so you come out, oh, using the box for a bit. Um, I said, I use it every day. This is my box. He says, I use it every day. It's my box. And, uh, it was sort of like, really, really? It was like, oh, well, let's tie in our times together, come at the same time. And we did that. And there was such a, a union of, of, of lacrosse and creativity was, was really brought on there. Like You'll you'll hear us refer to maybe the Jolly Roger that that came out in the uh, Duckett days. Um, Donny Donny had a pool, <laughs> and I'm sure you all knew he had a pool, but you didn't know the Jolly Roger. Uh, <laughs> said, um,
2: Case, you want to come over? I, I got a pool. The, jo- <laughs> the Jolly Roger. It was it was it was a, a six foot round double layer inflatable (laughs) (laughs) which was big back then i mean if you had oh yeah oh yeah
3: if you had a pool the jolly roger was good you know um and not everyone got invited to swim in the jolly roger
2: so the the third guy that was always at rexdale park there was three of us right case yeah and the third one was jim Quig, jimmy Quig, right you remember that's right yeah yeah. yep all the time all, all the time. Yeah. And we, we would like kind of meet there, you know, and just, uh, and Jim was a few years older, but, uh, yeah. A gen, good Jen Thorn boy. Yeah, that's right. right. Yep. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, lots of good times at Rexdale park and then uh, Mrs. P would whip up some lemonade for us. Yeah. Once we were done, we'd, <laughs> we'd head back to Barhead and she'd have a big pitcher of lemonade made up. And yeah. So
5: remember, remember when we used to have the Javax bottles, Remember the Javex? Yeah. You know, that You cleaned your clothes. My mom would rinse those out and we'd take like lemonade or water, you know, to our practices <laughs> and those things. No wonder I don't have COVID for God's sake.
4: Yeah. Or, or any hair. Well, I, I, oh, I,
5: fuck I, you, Bulbage.
4: I had to go there, didn't I? I had yeah, to you go did. there. Yeah. I, Open it I, up. I,
5: I don't think she even took the label
2: off. You <laughs> <know. Yeah. laughs> no, here, guys. Uh, the, there uh, you go.
3: <laughs> one of the other things about uh, the Junior A uh, Rexdale Warriors, there were three of us: that Donnie, myself, and Hunt. Hunt's, uh, Hunts has left passed on, and uh, I'm sorry to hear know that. And uh, but we were there was a great friendship between the three of us. An interesting thing, if you ever happen to get a chance, if you look in the stats of Rexdale lacrosse, uh, Donnie was a tremendous scorer, but didn't play as many years a junior as I did or Hunts did. Um, But if you add up all the points that were made um, by each of us, look at their individual stats, um, we're about five points apart from each other uh from i can't remember if donnie or hunts was the highest i know i was the lowest but um the uh, it was probably donnie was was top notch there but he did that in like two and a half years whereas hunts and i had five years at it you know um but it was good uh it, there was a tremendous camaraderie there and we we were known best as troika
2: so, we, trika. we, we, and so side story to that, everything, everything, everything we did was troika this, troika that, whatever. And, and then in that, oh, in Ripley. that, in that one year, that, that year, which was 77, right? Uh, in January, yeah. we had that really good team. Um, so, some, sometimes on a, on a two man down or whatever, uh, case and I and Hunts would be out there and, and we, we scored several times yeah. two man down <laughs> and when and it was at the same time when remember the Philadelphia Eagles had this guy, Harold Carmichael, that was yeah. a receiver and his celebration used to be that he would, uh, after he got a touchdown he, in the end zone, he would kneel down and he would roll the dice nice. and guys, his other guys would watch him the fake dice, right? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So then Hunts and I started doing that. <laughs> And it pissed it pissed teams <laughs> off. <laughs> and we only we only did it when we were two men short, and we scored a goal. And we we'd roll it roll the dice. So one time we're playing out in Hamilton, we're playing the Hamilton Bengals in that in that old barn, that beautiful old barn. I forget I forget the name of it, but we were, were playing them, and we ended up somehow. We ended up with a man down, and it was trika plus jet. And so Jed, <laughs> yeah. Jed ended up out there with us <laughs> and Jed scored <laughs> and, uh, we, and we got down to do the thing. And Jed's looking at us. Like, I'm like, "Jed, <laughs> kneel down. Kneel. <laughs> <laughs> that was the famous Trika uh, plus Jed.
3: The, the trika plus Jed. Oh my God. Yeah. And the classic in Peterborough, we're in the playoffs against Peterborough and, uh, I guess we had just come off, and we got two penalties, and there was three minutes and thirty-three seconds left in the period. And young N looks up the clock, then turns to Jimmy, our coach, and says, "Troika." <laughs> so he calls for Troika. We go out there, and uh, I, I I took the face off and won it. Threw it over my shoulder to ooh. Was it you, Donnie? Yeah, or no? It was
2: to me. No, it was you. to me. Yeah.
3: And then then he throws it over his shoulder to Hunts. Hunts throws it over the shoulder and in the net. And uh it was just a beautiful Troika moment, you know. Um <laughs> we <Yeah>. loved it. <laughs> yeah,
2: young N was Bob Novak.
5: Yeah. Who, who,
2: who was the younger brother, Randy Novak? So we called him young N. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah. The Troika plus Jed. Yeah.
2: Oh.
1: Uh, <laughs>
5: <laughs> a moment to remember, remember. You know?
2: so. Oh, yeah. So, anyhow,
1: lacrosse obviously turns into uh, a new kind of sport that um, gets introduced to the Dom Day kind of grew and that's LeBaire. Um, and Casey, my understanding is you were a part of kind of the origin of of LeBaire. I know Al kind of talked about it briefly, but what's your perspective on kind of the origin of LeBaire?
3: Well, the um, oh. Probably in 77, I, I guess I should point out Donnie and I played Junior A lacrosse together, um, plus the uh, Pee Wee uh, uh, Hank Duckett years. Um, Alistair and I played Junior A hockey together. And when our Junior A time was over, we're now over age, we decided to travel down and maybe check out the Pacific Coast League. But it ended up just being a a trip. And and on our journey, we went to California. And then on our way back, we dropped in in Austin, Texas, where uh, uh, Bobby Bear Brandt was on a golf scholarship. And he allowed us to stay at his place. And uh, while he was in school, Alistair and I would do various things. But one of the things we noted was there were were, uh, AstroTurf fields um, all over the place in tech in austin texas and so we started uh playing uh playing the game we ended up calling la at that time um and we would use a football field seemed i was the receiver and al was the quarterback uh, he wasn't up for doing the the running so much as i was and uh so i'd go down for a long bomb pass and he would Uh, take a lacrosse stick and, and throw it down to me. And then when we got bear involved in the game, he had a baseball glove and we would throw it with a baseball glove and, or a lacrosse stick. You could catch with a baseball glove. Um, It was almost similar to a football game, except you're using lacrosse sticks and baseball gloves and an Indian rubber ball. And then we brought it back when we uh, had Christmas time, I guess, Bear was just packed during Christmas and, uh, we'd have a a game over at TCI and, uh, and try and, uh, you know, establish it as one of our crazy little things that we do. And, uh, and it, it was a lot of fun was, it was different and, uh, and we would end up playing it in the snow, uh, come that time of the year, but it was still all right. Warm balls were better, Uh, that way we could possibly see them, you know. Um, but it was a lot of fun, you know, and, and a lot of the guys participated in it. Um, so it made made for a, a different and cr- another creative moment, you know, in the yeah. development of dommy personalities.
1: Maybe so, you want to uh, jump in? Uh, yeah, another- case, oh.
3: case. talk about when you knock on Bear's door,
5: you and...
1: You
3: oh, and God, out. yeah. Well, I, I guess I should point out, um, I, I said Donnie and I played lacrosse together, Alistair and I played hockey together, and Donnie and Alistair went to school together, and so Alistair and and Donnie and Bear went to the same high school, so I think I had been introduced to Bear, so I didn't really know him, uh, other than, you know, pleased to meet you, nice, you know, um, how's it going, I've heard about you, you know, whatever, you know, how are the Jays, you know, whatever. Um, uh, we get to, uh, uh, to Bobby's door in, uh, in Austin and, uh, <clears throat> Alistair knocks on it. And the first thing he does is jump behind me. <laughs> Alistair, what the hell are you doing? I do know this guy. Like you, you go to school. Well, I don't know him that well either, you know? So, <laughs> so we've traveled all this way. We're knocking on some guy's door who we, hardly know okay and bobby comes to the door and he's looking like who's this you know like um (laughs) um, but for credit credit to bobby he did uh he did welcome us and uh we stayed with him for a while and i had a wonderful time there uh went to uh see henry kissinger speak at one of the live the lbj library i think it was um spent time actually alistair and i while we were playing this la bear game um were approached by some guy who asked us if we would come down to rice university and play a field game with them and uh so we agreed to so we we went with this group of guys down to, to rice university and and played in some game because The people from Austin were joining up with another group to go down and play. We weren't sort of, the guys from Austin were real happy that we were coming. I don't think the others were all that thrilled. So we didn't get played a lot, but uh, um, I'll all remember the the opening face-off because I took it and uh, as I was trying to go for the ball, I could see Alistair galloping from the sidelines and come and just hurled himself towards, me (laughs) and he hit me and bowled me over i think they won the draw but we we did have fun
2: so another another quick side story to that trip so this i i think case this is like uh 76 Maybe 70, 77, uh, 78, 77. whatever it was. That's not, not we seventy-eight. Were... I know, but it was because it, okay, so, seventy-seven. Anyhow, then so I, okay. I, they, I wanted to go. They wanted me to go, but I, I was working for Bert at the time. So
3: oh, okay, cause, yeah,
2: because I was in between. You know, I was I had graduated high school, but you know, didn't know what <laughs> I was going to do. And finally, finally, Bert was like, "You're working." You know? So so I, so I was working for Bert, and I, I had this, I had this beard i had a and they and then i shaved the top part of it so they called it the abe lincoln right so i had this abe lincoln <laughs> beard and so when case and al al took off they kind of gave me where they were going you know they were going here they were going there and whatever so i would start sending letters to uh, General delivery <laughs> yeah general general deliverer.
3: delivery yeah <laughs> uh, whatever the town was yeah, yeah whatever
2: some random town in california in texas whatever and so One of the one of the first stops, I sent this letter to them, general delivery, and then what I did was I shaved, I shaved, and I put the the clippings in the envelope and sealed it and mailed it. So (laughs) when when they when they got it down there, they opened it up and said, "Oh shit, Donnie shaved his beard off." Whatever. You guys were gone for a while, right, Case? How long? Oh yeah, yeah, like six weeks or Um, something. At least two months. Yeah. Yeah, two months. Yeah. So I shaved yeah. it right away and then I grew it again. So they didn't know that. <laughs> so so the, the whole trip went by and whatever. And they they get back to Barhead and I go over to see them after two plus months. And, <laughs> and I walk in and I've got my scarf on, you know, and I pull it down. And I've got this f- full beard. <laughs> and they went crazy because <laughs> they thought I had shaved it off, right? <laughs>
4: So these,
2: <laughs> these letters, general delivery in Waco, Texas, or what? I don't know where, where the towns were. I just picked oh, them yeah. up, up an I, atlas, you know,
4: Bonnie,
5: can you explain to the uh, millennials on the call? Because they probably don't realize what general delivery is. They, they only understand <laughs> email and they're not even understanding that anymore. So,
2: right. yeah, it was just, we, we did a lot of stuff with letters and they just, uh, I think case was the one that cu- cued me in on it. Said you could just send a yeah. letter to, to Casey Patterson, care of general delivery in Waco, Texas. And you got, just got to go to the post office there and ask for it. They'll give it to you. Yeah. yeah. You got you any mail for me? Yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> you don't have to you pay send those.
2: us that book. You sent yeah. us that book, uh, Edward
3: Alby. uh, both oh, kids God. on an Island and yeah. piggy and
5: whatever. right? <laughs>
3: It's like, what the hell is he sending us this for?
5: You didn't have to pay for a stamp. You You didn't have to pay for a stamp, right, Donnie? With general (laughs) delivery. And that was the whole thing. It was like a collect call. You know, if you could talk through it, you never had to pay for it. Right. (laughs) These guys were masters of that. Can you imagine sending a book through the mail now? Like for, you know, UPS or whatever, you know, (laughs) general delivery, you know, Waco, (laughs) Texas, Casey (laughs) Batters. Oh God! <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so,
2: so, yeah. so
1: what are what are some i mean obviously i mean the, <clears throat> sending the beard via mail is is an interesting choice but what are some of the other things casey that you remember obviously we talked a bit about the 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 al al getting the letter but there were some other letters sent uh over the times do you have any that jump out to you
3: um in the fake out department you mean uh, fake letters were Donnie and I had, we had pretty well mastered them all. And, uh, and I do want to bring up one, uh, letter that we sent Donnie and I also knew the postal system almost perfectly, almost perfectly. And we knew how long, when we dropped that letter into the mailbox, how long it would take to get to your home and almost down to the hour, um, quite but uh it would take two days if we mailed a letter for you to get it and one one time once upon a time um the uh uh we mailed a letter to jerry sobe um donnie had been working with his dad somewhere and had to be in the sports hall or the hockey hall of fame and so we sent him a letter telling telling him of uh that we're from the hockey hall of fame and we're doing we've t- tied in with CTV or CBC or someone and we're doing a television show and we're taking the best players from each sport we've got Gordie Howe for hockey we've got uh, uh uh what's his name the the jockey uh Sandy, Sandy Holly you know um and, and Jerry Sobe we're requesting you for lacrosse now, at the same time, Donnie, myself, Sobey, I think Jay might have been in on that, but we were at a school and the, I, I remember the name of the school only because it was on the news because of a COVID breakout they had, Green Home School on whatever the street is, John Garland, I think. John Garland, I think, um, yeah. yeah. Um Yeah. And we were doing a uh, Jimmy Henson had us doing a clinic for kids there on the March break. And uh, so Donnie and I sent the letter to, to Jerry with the intention that he, he will receive it in two days. Um, and he will get it too late to meet up with this, to approve his being part of this TV show. Well, You'll remember, I'll roll you back to the start of this discussion. Donnie and I had it almost mastered, almost mastered, because somehow Soby got his letter in one day, <laughs> and he got in time to respond to them, but there was probably some confusion because he didn't show up to the uh the clinic that morning until later. And then he's pulling out this letter and showing it to Jimmy. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if we, I don't think we had to come clean on that one, but it was, uh, an uncomfortable situation. <laughs> um, they never made the show and, uh, so chance to be a star just didn't happen. So, um, but well. we had a lot of, we had a lot of fun that way with the, uh, with the, uh, <laughs> fake outers and that, you know, oh, um, we, we gave Al a scholarship. Uh, yeah. Um, we were playing, a Jimmy had set us up. This is the crossover of hockey and lacrosse. So I'm in the playoffs with Alan hockey. You're at school with him, and we're beginning, we're in preseason in, in lacrosse and Jimmy sets up a, some, uh, exhibition games against Windsor. So we're going to take a bus down there and we know we're going down there. And these were, this was in the days when you mailed a letter it would show you where it came from without using a postal code. It would uh, give the short form for Windsor. So you would know it's mailed from Windsor. But what you don't know is that Donnie and I we just went down to Windsor. And so we grabbed a map, just put our finger down, and Maidstone made stone College
1: uh, offered Alistair. <laughs> that's awesome. A... Offered, offered
3: him the uh, scholarship. Uh. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's yeah. a funny that's a funny piece of that that you guys were actually down in windsor to get the uh, the 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 city stamp uh, oh. in there oh, yeah. so i'm gonna i'm gonna jump around guys to another thing and and i'm not sure 100 percent what it is but maybe casey provides some color on the blue bomb what is the blue bomb
3: the blue bomb was a car um it was our family car and i believe all of us went learned our driving skills on that, babe you would have as well, right? Yeah, I
5: was the last one before you Tex. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. it, it was an accident Tex yeah, on,
4: <laughs> it on had New a Year's Eve too.
5: On New Year's Eve, but Tex wasn't drinking. So just to clarify <laughs> that.
4: <laughs> We're going to cut the, more. Uh,
5: shit. Yeah. Yeah. The,
3: the blue bomb was a favorite. Uh like it was a a Ford custom 500. I had a throw two V eight engine in it. And so they were, the cars were pretty powerful in those days. And, uh, gas was, uh, not expensive as it is today. And so, uh, we, we had a lot of fun with that, you know, um, uh, and we could use it, uh, that usually let one of us use it at one time or another. And it was, it was, there's a lot of stories, I'm sure to the blue bomb, um, some of which, could be aired on this broadcast and some of which I'm sure can't be, but uh, that's just the way it goes. Case, okay, so how long did the blue bomb sit in the driveway? Uh, it wasn't for- the blue bomb you're thinking of. You might be thinking of the, the Ford Falcon that I bought. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, it was know. a 64 Ford Falcon yeah. that I bought for 25 bucks from a guy, guy hey. at school, buddy of mine at school, his sister, I wasn't old enough to drive it then, of course, you know, mom wouldn't let me drive it. And so it sat in the driveway for not really sure how many years. Yeah. Uh, I would remember, say. Remember the there.
4: vegetation used to yeah. go through the motor? I, I
3: thought it was. Well, that was, the, that was the kicker yeah, for yeah. me is that uh, my mom wanted it out of the, out of the driveway. I had never driven it. Now I was old enough to drive it, but I, I hadn't driven it. I hadn't licensed it and, and everything like that. So, um, i I, you know i'm always trying to consider to keep it there no no reason to throw it out and all that sort of stuff um but i opened the hood and all the vegetation had grown up we didn't have a paved driveway all the uh, lilies or whatever the hell it was in there stock of corn i believe (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyways it all grown up in there so even i agreed that it has to go and one night one night uh would have been Ross Compton and his brother, and I uh, moved it. And where we chose to move it was not that far away. Um, I believe the address is twenty-one twenty-six uh, Kipling Avenue, and in fact, I'm damn sure that's the address. And uh, the timing of when you move a car to that place is critical, and we didn't pay attention to that, but that's the police station 23rd division at, uh, on Kipling. And, uh, we, I just, it would be a good idea to park it in the back there and just leave it there. Um, so we did and pushing one of those vehicles, <laughs> those are like tanks. It wasn't a big car, but man, they were heavy and especially it's been sitting around for a while. Um, but we get it over there and then we realize as we're ready to cross the plane that they're on shift change. That wasn't good. (laughs) So we had to time getting this thing down into the back. We, we pulled it off and it was, uh, it was there for the, as long as we can remember. And then it was gone. And I, i it was sort of a mystery until Donnie me traded up to Fergus in lacrosse. Um, I don't know what strings you pulled Donnie, but I got traded to Fergus thistle and, uh, at the time I was going to uh, McMaster in Hamilton and a Mac Mason came down to visit with me in that, or no, no, I went up to visit with him beforehand. Um, That in itself was a, an interesting story, but uh, they got me a a place to stay with a family, you know, to room at. And it was nice. They were good family and everything. And strangely enough, the father was a police officer and worked in Toronto at 23rd division. So one night at dinner and, you know, could you pass the potatoes please? Okay. And then oh, do you ever remember a, a Ford Fairlane that was parked out there. He stops. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. He said, Wh- whatever happened to that? He said, what? He said, well, everyone just thought it belonged to someone, you know, and then it was there like, six months later it's still parked out there and he said uh then we checked into it to see who the owner was and uh and we just junked it you know so that was the end of the I guess they found out that I was the owner but uh, they didn't do anything about it uh, which was kind of them Uh, they just junked it and kept whatever money they got for which wouldn't have been much <laughs> much oh my god <laughs> anyways that's the story of the uh Ford Fairlane
1: that's good stuff so Casey we're gonna hop into just talk about a bit about Dom Day obviously um you were a 43 or a 43 42 year uh 42 year man but take us back to kind of the origins and and that of the beginning of Dom Day like what are what are some of your memories? I know you you got some maybe some challenges to some of the facts that we've presented on the podcast. What is your recollection of kind of how Dom Day started and some of those early years?
3: Um, well, it's like I said, we were we were regularly getting together. Can you hear me? Okay, um, we were regularly getting together and playing either football or baseball or you know. Um, We didn't do much of the ball hockey, I think, but, uh, but a lot of it uh, turned out to be baseball. And when, when people weren't reliable, though they said they would show up for games uh, they wouldn't. And so it was decided, let's, let's put this whole thing together and we'll have a weekend of baseball. And then we weren't, we weren't the greatest baseball players by any stretch of the imagination. And after 42 years and, of training and trying and everything we're not much better um (laughs) but but we have fun and uh it it united everyone together it was decided probably one night at uh at the uh the men's bar at uh, the skyline skyline yeah men's room ernie um was one of the waiters there um drop a tree yeah yeah (laughs) And, uh, decided that, uh, we'll all get together for one weekend to July 1st weekend. And, and that's it. You know, we won't, you won't have to make any more commitments to baseball other than that, but you commit to that and we'll do it every year. Um, and it, it took off, you know, um, the first year that we had it, there were the four teams, um. And we had enough players. I was trying to think actually earlier today, how many players we had on each team. I would like to think 10, but it, uh, it was around that anyways. Um, and, uh, we had a good turnout and a good time and families showed up and, uh, uh, we took up the whole weekend on it and it was, it was wonderful to see everyone together And as the years went by, like the second year and the third year, we started adding players and, uh, and it, it became a big thrill to know that you're going to see everyone, all these folks that have joined into it and their families and, uh, catch up on them. Uh, some compared it to like a new year's weekend that, you know, once a year you're going to see your friends, your, uh, um, the guys who beat you last year, the guys who won it, uh, or their families, what's new with them, where have they moved to. We were getting people from, from Texas, uh, from Nova Scotia, from, from all over the place. Um, it w- it was, it was fantastic, you know? Um, and it remains that way to this, this very day. You know, we, we're all looking forward to getting back together on that, but, uh, as far as the initial, initial s- startup of it was, uh, from, a you know, a few, few drinks at the, uh, skyline and away we go.
1: So 42 years later, Case, do you have a favorite memory of Dom Day? Something that sticks out?
3: Jeez. There, there are so many good memories of Dom Day, um, that, uh, You know, like you take a specific person and you'll remember something that you enjoyed and you saw them at the day or you interacted, whether it's, uh, you know, Chuck's father or, or whether it's, uh, uh, Greg Woodford or, you know, there's a lot of people that have been in and out of the, uh, out of the Dom day, but there are all pretty fond memories in there of it, you know, um, you know, and some some of the players are good, really good at baseball, and some of us are not so good. Um, are still a bit challenged in our baseball skills.
1: And and over the years, obviously, Casey, uh, you've been through it all. But one of the parts that that has grown and continues to grow a following is is you and and Brett Brent with the uh, the guitars on on the Saturday night um, started informally, but. Just kind of tell us about how that's evolved over the years to, to really, I think uh, an, a key event in the Dom day weekend.
3: Uh, yeah. Like a long time ago when I started uh, playing the guitar, I was doing a self teaching of it. I used to sit out on the front of the porch at bar on Barhead at 25 bar head and sit under the tree and play. And one day a bunch of babes friends came around and, and asked if they could sit and listen <laughs> And it was, I wasn't good enough to want to sit and listen to, but they seemed to think I was, and they enjoyed sitting and listening. And one day Brent said, Do you, would it, could you show me some stuff if I bring my guitar down, my dad's guitar? And he did. And uh, as you know, Brent's a fantastic player. You know, it's, it's a real treat to get together with him. And uh, so uh, once a year, we we would see each other and, It was all, it it became something for him and I, when we got together, there's got to be guitars there, you know, and we've got to play. We'll find a spot. We won't bother anyone else, but it seemed people weren't bothered by it. In fact, they enjoyed hearing us play and they'd sing along, dance along. And, and, uh, you know, the one-eyed guy would be there and singing along with that song or a whole bunch of them would be. And, uh, Yeah, we had a lot of fun there. So since then, we look forward to it. And uh, we even anticipate to do do some more and creative stuff again. Uh, At this time, Brent and I are writing some songs that we want to present at the next Dom Day. And ideally, it would be that we would make a CD out of it to put on the tables to sell and raise money for the... uh, uh sick children's hospital of toronto and uh yeah we're we're looking forward to that and uh donnie your name's mentioned in one of the songs by the way you know Uh
4: Uh maybe Uh maybe i could be on the cd to be like a guest singer (laughs) i would that could be that could be probably probably go fucking platinum overnight more (laughs) cowbell coating right to the platinum to the fucking toilet
2: and, yeah. and the, the best was Mrs. P's tree, that one. Yeah, oh, that <laughs> yeah that's, that a that's a classic. That's a classic. Yep, For so. sure.
1: So Case, we asked we asked Gord this question and, and I'm sure we're going to ask Huffy the question. 42 years later, 42-year man, no end in sight, right?
3: Nope. No end in sight and I, I can tell you how they would answer it, be exactly the same. Uh, they're going to forge on and uh, keep going. And it just seemed to me uh, the last time the three of us were on the same team, we won Won the weekend, you know we won the whatever the trophy's called. The Blue Dumpty <laughs> Cup. The Blue Blue Dumpty.
4: The Blue
5: Dumpty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, is going to change to Bear, Bears Trophy soon?
4: <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be a good trivia question. Just ask how many yeah, people actually uh, yeah, know the is. name of the fucking
5: trophy. Well, the Blue Dumpty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Blue what? <laughs> I'm
4: being called by Blue Dumpty.
5: Blue Dumpty. Blue Dumpty. Blue Dumpty.
2: A leaping and hopping.
1: Eric doesn't need to add an exit song, he'll just move that to the end and that'll yeah. be the exit music.
4: <laughs> so, oh.
1: so, guys, we're going to get into some final thoughts. Um, Casey, let's start with you. Um, just some final thoughts, obviously. Uh, I mean, we've we've covered a lot of ground, but just your final thoughts on you know, your 42 years in Dom day and and what you're looking forward to most when we get back to the field?
3: Well, I look forward to seeing everyone and, uh, you know, spending a little time with them, joking around. And, uh, uh, of course we'll play baseball, but that isn't the biggest thing. Um, I'd like to think of some more ideas of raising money for the, uh, for the sick children's hospital, because I think it's a good thing. And I am working on them. Uh, got a few creative ideas on the go now, but, that'll be seen and heard of in, in the future, you know? Um, but um, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun to uh, spend some time, you know, spend the weekend with all the, the friends and, and families.
4: Okay. Final thoughts. Well, it's great to see Case, uh, Case and I, obviously with my connection, in being involved in lacrosse as a, as a volunteer, certainly not as a player, but we've had a chance to connect through the years and, whether it was catching up in Barry or down in St. Catharines, I remember meeting up with them then. So we've always kind of had that special bond that way. And, uh, certainly even back to times of playing, uh, you know, ice hockey in their backyard. And I was hoping the stories would come up about where the skids came from and playing on that rink. And, uh, those were, those were amazing times. And the, the babe and, and Casey's parents were unbelievable hosts all those years. We just leave our equipment there and pick up and start over again the next day. So, great to have you on case and, uh, certainly look forward to seeing you at case field, uh, come next June.
1: Johnny Thank final you. thoughts.
4: Yeah. You know, uh, lots of,
2: lots of great stuff here. I mean, we could, we could go on for hours, I think here, but, uh, with case, you know, back to the, the introduction with Hank Duckett and then through, uh, you know, through the years, uh, the other thing is like, like, um, uh, Marg and Bob were real good friends with uh, Fran and Bert and uh, my grandmother, too. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Egg. yeah. And so, uh, you know, they always they always made a point of, uh, you know, of uh, touching base with them and stuff. So, but uh, no, with uh, Case, it's been a million laughs. It's uh <laughs> You know, it's uh, over the years just some incredible stuff, and uh, creativity is a great word. Uh, there's something about uh, the telepathy when the two of us just start thinking about something. Uh, good things happen, and uh, oh yeah, you know we, we were fortunate to play lacrosse together and and gel in that way. But uh, you know, we had some uh, interesting times way outside of lacrosse, and uh, and then you know, just like a lot of people in Domne now, you're you wish you could see them from, from my perspective, I wish I could see them more than once a year, you know, but, uh, you, you cherish those times. And I look forward to giggling with case again. We always have a chuckle or two about whatever. And I always, my personal Dom day memory of mine is case seeing case catch that ball in the outfield and then do his little one foot toss. <laughs> he, <laughs> he tosses it, in, Unlike any other player in the history of Dom day. And so, uh, but yeah, uh, just a super guy and always 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 just a fun guy, always in a great mood too. You know, even if he was coming off uh, three nights of of work and shows up at the field ready to play and uh, just a uh, just a great guy. L- lucky to to know. So,
3: yeah. Donnie, a quick trivia question for you in the sporting life between us. What was the final score in the ball hockey game on the 409?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Case. Uh, I, was, I was too busy pick, picking out the snow with my hockey stick axe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. no, man.
1: Case, do you know the answer?
3: Oh, yeah. It was one nothing. <laughs> <laughs> because when after um, I had the ball and all of a sudden there was no one in front of me and an empty net and I threw it in the empty net, And when I turned around, there was just Donnie and I in a cop car and everyone else was running to their cars. So Donnie and I went up to the the officer and he wanted to he was acting tough and mighty. He wanted to throw us in jail, but I don't think he was expecting our response. Uh, It was you throw us in jail. This will be great. Getting thrown in jail for playing ball hockey this is fantastic. We got pictures and stuff. We'll send them to the papers. We'll get our stories in it. This will be fantastic. And then he sunk down and realized he wasn't going to get rid of us that easy. But credit to the officer, he did say, well, it's only you two guys. Now everyone else is taken (laughs) off, so you don't have much of a game left. Okay, good point. (laughs) We're out of here. So we didn't didn't spend the night in jail and we, we didn't further the game. So that's the end of that one.
1: Babe, final thoughts. Uh,
5: You know what I mean? I don't want to get too Donnie emotional here, but you know, case has been such a huge impact in my life. And, um, you know, talk about hard work. Donnie talked about earlier case was the living example of hard work and, you know, give it all you got. And, you know, whether you're throwing up on the bench or the, the rink or whatever, I mean, the case pushed himself to that limit, and he was hardworking. And you know, I wish I could have pushed myself more to that limit. But um, I think of lacrosse, and I think of you know, probably my my favorite year of lacrosse was the junior A year when I played with Case and Donnie. And it was, you know, it was spectacular. And I go, Case got to play with Tex and I I knew I'd never be able to play with Tex because he's seven years older, but Case got to play with Tex and I got to play with Case and I go, it was just, it was very, very special. And and then I think of the story that Case told about, you know, the Beasleys and, you know, uh, he goes out for that run, which is a, you know, a special moment in, you know, it's not a special moment. It's a moment in our life that we wish never happened, but, uh, case running and going through that and then going up to the, uh, uh, where the guy says, hey, were you cutting trees? And he goes, <laughs> No, no, I wasn't. And you think of the Beasley's tree service, but you think of Casey's son, Jordan, you know, he's an arborist. He cuts <laughs> for a living. I go, the whole thing's come full circle. You know, here he is, you know, out there running he's sweating. He's got the Beasley's you know, tree service, you know, T-shirt on. And, and the guy recognizes it. And I mean, Jordan's down there probably freaking cutting a million trees down. Nobody's asking him that. They're, he's probably going in there going, hey, are you, did you play Dom Day? <laughs> But yeah, no, oh. I mean, it's so great to have Case on. It took us a while to get on, and but I'm so happy he did. And, you know, the stories I go, you know, there's a million stories. And I mean, uh, literally a million between Case and Donnie and Case and other people that are so interesting. And I, I I just think of, you know, all the things that we did when we were kids and all the fun we had. You know, we never had internet. We never had, you know, I think we had color TV, I think Case, when we were like 1973, yeah it was after the 72 series yeah that finally goes well i work for ge i guess i can get a color TV." So, but i mean it was I mean, we had so much fun and uh it was just a great place to grow up and great family to be with well,
1: well guys just some final thoughts from me i mean this was a, a fantastic episode i mean i i i think uh you know the amazing thing about this podcast is i i feel like i learned something new every time we do it and, and casey obviously uh brings a new light to this, but you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, everybody talks about how they kind of looked up to Casey when they were younger. I, as a kid, I, I remember, you know, Casey's one of those guys you remembered playing Dom Day because I remember his hat used to always fly off whenever he was rounding the bases or something like that. And as a kid, you're like, that guy must be so quick that his hat keeps flying off and he can't keep it on his head. And that was one of my first kind of, you know, childhood memories of Casey as a as a Dom Day player. But, I mean, even today, I mean, you know, we talk about a lot of great guys who are, who are a part of this tournament. And, and Casey's always one of those smiling faces when you get to the field and and you pick up right where you left off. I mean, Dom day legend doesn't even begin to, to say what this guy is. And, and just, I think anybody at the tournament would agree that, you know, cases is, is an integral part, obviously a part of today, but, but the history of, of Dom day. So um, we talked about 42 years case. I, I hope it's for 42 more years um, and looking forward to seeing you back at the field next year. Well, guys, another fantastic episode listeners, be sure to like rate and subscribe to the Dom Day Tales podcast
0: Did you write? day that I die, this'll be the day that I die. Stole his authority crown Did I